Because maybe at the end of the day, how we live and what we do is more impactful than what we say. Even though you speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, it's like a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Maybe, just maybe, our life and how we live at work and at home and in the grocery store and behind the steering wheel. Always being real, always speaking to us right where we can feel it the most. That's Pastor Edward Paws from the Movement Church in Oakland. They meet on the campus of Mills College on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and they're on the web at themovement.us. They have this broadcast outreach called Rescuing Awe and it's a daily program right here on KDIA. Pastor Edward is speaking to his congregation about how they can more effectively minister to those around them. And uh, as you just heard, that involves our actions speaking at least as loud as our words. Now, not only did he have these understudies, but he had these churches that he would write to. The church at Galatia, the church at Ephesus, all around the Mediterranean Rim, real letters sent to real people at a real time. And one of the areas, I like to say it, it's cool, was Thessalonica. Let's look what he said to the Thessalonians, um, or oh, Thessalonians, I'm sorry. He said, surely you remember, okay, oh, here's the deal. And Paul didn't just talk this game, like Titus and Timothy, this is what you gotta do, you gotta live right, guys. He spoke from example. He spoke from personal experience. Look what he said. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters in Thessalonica, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be burdened to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. He's saying, remember how when we were out there, we were working. We were working so that you wouldn't have to give all the money to keep us going. We were making tents. We were working. You are witnesses, and so is God of how holy, righteous and blameless we were among you who believed. It seems to be a connection between not only what we say, but some emphasis on how we live. And Paul was saying, I did it. I was out there among you living a righteous, blameless life. Here's, here's kind of how I sum up these, you know, well, everyone, character counts. That's really what we're going with this, character counts. But even more specifically, let's say it this way, our character is either an asset to the gospel or a liability. Now, now here, I, it's all about the gospel, it's all about the good news. It's your faith in Christ that saves you. Your character does not save you. Our character does not save us. Praise God for that. Jesus' character saves us that's the gospel praise jesus for his spotless blameless righteous character that through faith in him his character his righteousness becomes my righteousness that's the good news but in addition to our character being something we receive from christ so that makes us right with god Maybe the unfortunate thing 
is that our character has an impact on how we impact the world. It doesn't impact our relationship with God, but it impacts how we impact the world. Is your character an asset or a liability? Some of you are patient. Some of you are kind, okay? There's some character traits about you that that are an asset, but let's be honest. Do we have some character traits that are liabilities? That if the truth be told... They have people question the legitimacy of the faith because of how we act. Here's the takeaway. You you can write it down, the sermon in a sentence. How can I share the good news? Well, I think it's important that we keep in mind that what we show impacts the legitimacy of what we say. And you know this. This This is not just a biblical principle. This is just life. What we show impacts what we say. And that's what it seems that Paul was trying to communicate to his understudies. That's what it seems like he was telling the Thessalonians, guys, I was taking a look at at what I was showing, not just what I was saying. Now, as I close today, I'm going to give us three specific applications of this. The first application Pay attention to the following areas that reveal your character. Number one, how hard you work. What does this have to do with anything? Let me give you an example. Exhibit E-D-W-A-R-D. I used to work at the age of, wow, this was 22, 10 years ago. 24-hour fitness. I used to sell gym memberships. It was around the age of 22 when I started reading uh, leadership books and um, other developmental uh, materials that would help someone be successful in life. And so I was really just like, man, this is good stuff. And so what I would do is I would talk to my coworkers about it. And I'd show them the graphs I was learning and look at how if you discipline yourself over the course of time and you could do this and, and look at this and all these philosophies and, and had my coworkers like, wow, that's, that's some good stuff. Now, now here was the problem. Uh, I wasn't a very good employee. Okay? So I would be like late to work. And uh, I wouldn't be making as many sales as I should be, or you know, when, when, I, when I should be uh, making calls, I was busy stacking weights and fixing the, you know, anything to get out of making phone calls. And I'll never forget the day my manager came up to me, and he said, Ed, I mean, all these things that you share are great. Man, I see so much potential in you, but you need to do your job. Oh, man, just telling that story again. Do you know how, can I say stupid in the glorious Lisser Hall? Do you know how dumb I felt? How convicted I felt? Here I am, ooh, check this out, and lead, and life, and dreams, and purpose. And my manager's like, make a phone call. Yeah, you might be rich one day, or you got the, 
can you sell a membership to 24-hour fitness, like what you're getting paid to do? Do you think how I work impacted my witness? Do you think if I started sharing with this guy the good news of Jesus Christ, he'd be like, sounds great, you still haven't made a phone call. Does this impact any of you in the room? Does the way you carry yourself at work, the things you talk about at work, does that reflect greatly? Is that an asset to spreading the gospel or is it a liability? Is it a help or is it a hindrance? Now for those of you who would, see some of you, some of you, I could feel it. That's not me. I work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Ha, gotcha, boom, mm. How hard you work, the fact that you don't go home to your family, the fact that you're in the office six, seven days a week. Now, is that a witness? Boom, right? Didn't see that coming. Because <laughs> see, some of your problems, you're not lazy. You're, you're, not, you're not from the standpoint of like, you're not like stealing company time and all of that. You're stealing your family's time. You're stealing time from your wife. You're stealing time from your kids. Is that a witness? You tell your kids, man, Jesus loves you. Yeah, but does daddy? Does mommy? Because she's never around. He's never around. And yeah, I have all this nice stuff, but it's how hard you work, both not so hard and too hard, is that an asset or a liability to your spreading of the gospel? Is this helping anyone, hurting anyone today? All right, let's, let's go to the, I've got three. <laughs> Sorry for you. Next one, how you respond to conflict. Ouch. Yeah, my mom knows, she knows, she knows. I wrote this one just for her, had her in mind, no. Do you know conflict is one of the, the greatest platforms for displaying a character that has been touched and marked by the hand of God? See, you despise your conflict. You wish your conflict wasn't there. You wish your suffering wasn't there. But do you realize when we have suffering, we have the greatest opportunity to show what a hand, a life marked by the hand of God looks like? Because because, because Jesus was patient with me, I could be patient with you. Because Jesus forgave me of much, I can forgive you of much. Because Jesus took care of my greatest need and my greatest need that I had by providing Jesus Christ, when I have the conflict of not enough money, when I have the conflict of, of not enough and falling short, I am, am joyful I'm expectant of what God's gonna do. Do you think that could have an impact on the people you know? When you have conflict, you respond unlike the rest of the world? Christian, let me just ask you, are you responding to your conflict the same way a non-Christian does? Or even worse, are non-Christians responding to conflict better than you do? You're the Christian one, and your your friend at work or a family member, aren't you a, a Jesus person? <laughs> Didn't you go to church on Sunday and it's Monday and you're already depressed? 
I hope that's definitely not you on this Monday. You're listening to Pastor Edward Paws. He's the lead pastor at the Movement Church in Oakland. They meet over on the uh, campus of Mills College in Oakland, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Pastor Edward and the church community would like to uh, say thank you for listening by sending along uh, a free resource called Discovering Your Story. It's an ebook, and you can download it when you go to that website. It talks about the five absolutely necessary elements involved in fulfilling the unique purpose that God has for your life. Again, it's a free ebook. You can download it from the website, The Movement. Have a great rest of your day. Pray for this broadcast ministry, won't you? And again, let us know that you listen when you go to the website. And join us again tomorrow when we'll be back from the Movement Church in Oakland.